Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Carlos Carrasco, Kevin Pillar, and Pete Crow Armstrong among our guests today on the Mets Spring Training Podcast as camp continues in Port St. Lucie. Carrasco is just like his ex Cleveland teammate Francisco Lindor, always smiling, pleasant. First impression, you probably won't find two nicer people. Lindor is nicknamed Mr. Smile with good reason. And Carrasco met the media today and couldn't be happier in his new surroundings. He's usually a 180-200 inning stalwart in the rotation, but Carrasco was limited to 80 innings in 2019. That was due to his bout with leukemia. And then 68 innings last year in the 60-game season. I asked him if he could, if he was confident that he could bulk back up towards being a 200-inning guy. Yes, yes, I'm really happy for. Uh, like you said, that's, that, that's true. So uh, last year, I only get to pitch only 60-something innings because the pandemic, the year before, what we, what we find now uh, about the cancer, all that kind of stuff. But I'm ready. Uh, I prepare my body, I prepare, uh, prepare my arm, all that kind of stuff. So just getting for the season, just getting back to 180 to, to 200 innings. Kevin Pillar, very introspective guy and very honest about how and where he fits in with the Mets. Pillar was non-tendered by the Giants after 2019, and he took a hard look at himself and the type of player he was and could be. Last year was a, a tough year for me. Um, you know, I, I was non-tendered from the Giants. I felt like I had a really good uh, overall season um, in San Francisco. Uh, getting non-tendered and then kind of diving into why that happened, why a team didn't want to pay me for my last year arbitration, things that I needed to improve on, especially on the offensive side of the ball, um, was something that I don't feel like going out last year was a coincidence. I think it's something that um, I learned. Um, I saw the areas of my game that need to be improved on, and I worked extremely hard in the off season, uh, in spring training and, and, and worked on those areas that – um, needed to be improved on. And, you know, one of it was just valuing getting to first base, um, whether it was hitting hits or drawing walks and just understanding that uh, that's how the game's valued now. Um, just being a little bit more selective at the plate and then ultimately just, you know, trying to be myself, not trying to be anyone else, just understanding what my skill set is, is best suited for and, um, you know, working on it every single day. The defensive metrics have not been kind to Bilar the last couple of years, and he explained possibly why and says he's still very confident as a center fielder. I do feel like I could still play at a high level uh, in center field. 
Um, you know, I feel like being in this league for a long time, I feel like, uh, you know, one of my greatest strengths is, is, is experience and just understanding, um, you know, swings and understanding pitchers and how pitchers want to get guys out. But, um, you know, I, I think, you know, making the, the trans the transition from uh, Toronto where I was extremely comfortable and I had been around the same group of guys a long time and then, you know, being placed in San Francisco, which is an extremely tough environment to, uh, you know, just kind of be placed in four days into the season with a new league, new pitchers, uh, a very difficult center field to play. Um, and then, you know, last year making a transition from playing center every day to, to playing the corners. Um, but, you know, I, I, there are things that I, I'm obviously aware of, things that um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm working my butt off every day to get better. But, you know, ultimately, I, I think the greatest compliment you could have as a, as a player, especially a defender, is uh, your pitchers wanting you out there. You know, I've never had... Uh, you know, pitchers complain about me playing the outfield. They want me out there. They know that I'm going to, you know, play hard every single day. And, um, you know, that's kind of a focus for me is just, you know, getting back to, to proving, uh, you know, people that I can still play at a high level. Chili Davis was talking about Pilar the other day, and he mentioned that Pilar was very comfortable, very relaxed, and enjoyed the surroundings. He was very good about you know, knowing what his job was and doing that job, whatever it is, because of the talent on this team, he figures everything is going to be okay. Going back to 2015 when I was with Toronto, we made the playoffs. You, you, you saw you had a very talented group of guys. Um, you know, but I was still at a point in my career where that was my first opening day. You know, I was still kind of focused on what I needed to do individually to stay in the big leagues. And, you know, as the season started to progress, you started to realize you had something special um, that I just needed to be myself and everything, you know, kind of would take care of itself. You know, 2016 coming off of, um, you know, a playoff run, you had that very I had a very similar feeling to when I signed here, when I walked in here for the first time, that this is an extremely talented group of guys. This is a, you got some of the best players in the world. You got arguably the best shortstop in the game. You got the best starting pitcher in the game. We got a bullpen full of guys that are very talented. And it's just something that, you know, gets me up in the morning uh, early and gets me excited to come to the field. Um, you know, there's not, I, I can't think of uh, maybe aside from, you know, spring training of 2016 where, I was coming off a team that went to the ALCS um, that I've been this excited for spring training with, you know, the talent that we have here and, um, you know, the support that we have coming all the way from the top of ownership and having coaching staff not shying away from the fact that this is a very talented group and our expectations are to win. Um, you know, I've been a couple of places over the last couple of years where, you know, you, you talk about those things, but you look around the room and you're like, it's going to be really tough. Um, this is a group of guys that you feel confident. And I think everyone's bought in from day one since I've been here that that's the most important thing is trying to win. And you can see in our work, the way we go about our drills, our base running, everything that we've done has been, you know, with the mindset of winning and being competitive. And I think it's just, just a really exciting time to be in that. For his part, Pilar says that he'll prepare to play every day as he always does. And whatever happens, he just wants to be a part of a winning puzzle.
My mindset's always going to remain the same. I'm, I'm never going to be satisfied with uh, accepting a role. I'm always going to prepare myself to be a guy that's going to play every day. That's something that I've done in my career. It's something that I still feel like I can do at a very high level. Um, with that being said, going back to the previous question, you know, with what Chili said, this is the most confident and most comfortable that I've been in my career because I've just made pay- peace with where I'm at in my career. I've overcome a lot of things in my career to get to this point, to get to free agency, to, you know, have six plus years in the major leagues. And I'm just extremely grateful every time I get the opportunity to go out on the field and play and, you know, as you get a little bit older and as you get later in your career, you don't know how much longer you're going to get a chance to play. So I'm just happy to go out there and prepare like I'm going to play every day. If that's what ends up happening, that's what ends up happening. If I have to accept a role um, that isn't playing every day, I'm going to continue to work and, and prove to my coaching staff, to my fellow teammates that I can play every day. And, You know, everything in between kind of just takes care of itself. I've been told a lot of things in my career that you're not going to do this. You're not going to play every day. You're not going to be a center fielder. And I've been able to just work and and prove that I can do those things. So for me, it's just continue to go out there, prepare like I'm going to play every day, show that I can play every day. And where things fall in place, they fall in place. But it's a lot easier when you're in an environment that values winning. Um and have expectations to win. I just want to be a piece of the puzzle um, and be the last team standing at the year, um, regardless of the role. Young Pete Crow Armstrong was the 19th pick overall, the first-round pick of the Mets. That was in 2020, and he's loving being here in camp. He said, I'm sure people are surprised I'm here, but that's okay. I am too. <laughs> Tony Tarasco is the new Mets outfield instructor and uh, Crow Armstrong says that he's learned a ton already from Tarasco. He's a he's an unbelievable coach. Um, he knows a lot of the same people I do from home, so he's been really easy to get to know and talk to. And I mean, I I I think I can speak for the rest of the outfielders. I think that he's made everybody super, uh, you know, super comfortable, and and he's he's getting us excited to go play defense and. Um, he's reminding us how fun it is to, to practice, you know, running down fly balls and um, how fun the craft actually is. Um, he's another guy I should have mentioned when I, I was uh, talking about the Pilars and Amores, but um, you know, he's got some new, new, new tricks up his sleeve that I've never seen before. And um, I really enjoyed getting to learn from him. I think uh, probably the most, you know, he's, a familiar, a familiar person who I've never met. And I think that it's been really cool to, to see what he has to, you know, to say. So, and what, uh, what advice he can give. Then there's big right-hander Sam McWilliams. He could be a hidden gem for the Mets. He projects as a multi-inning pitcher, kind of a hybrid, uh, hybrid starter reliever. And manager Luis Rojas has been very impressed. I mean, this, this kid, I'm, we're learning him more and more. Uh, we like this stuff a lot. Um, uh, you know, fastball jumps out of his hand. It's you see him right there. He's, this kid's six eight. Uh, you know, it's almost like he's he's he's, he's throwing downhill, uh, and then he's got a he's got a curveball. That's a it's a true downer. Um, also a slider and his uh, and his changeup. You know, in that in that repertoire. So the value of him starting before uh, being able to go multi innings. Uh, I think it can be like a hybrid for us. I mean, he can he can do 
uh, a lot of things to, uh, you know, from a strategy, from a strategy standpoint, using the bullpen or, uh, or having him as a starter in the game. So I, I like what I'm seeing in the uh, live EP. He was, uh, today was able to locate at certain spot in the, uh, in the strike zone to just off the strike zone, uh, to create a pattern. I think, uh, if he finds, um, an identity like that, he can you know, keep getting better, but, uh, very smart, very savvy about what, you know, where his stuff plays. And uh, I think uh, now with working together with our pitching coaches uh, and getting some of the feedback of how, where his stuff is, is, is learning even a lot more. So it was a, it was a great day. I thought he, he threw the ball really well on, uh, on field six, which I, you know, I saw he was repeating some of the stuff at, at, uh, at the right location. And I asked Rojas about the many young players who won't make this team, but the maturity level seems off the charts, and Rojas agreed. He said that these kids have really taken to it, and they're going to come pretty fast. I'm very impressed, Ed. You're right. They are very mature at their young age. Uh, Confidence is high. Uh, You engage conversations. Our player development department has done a great job with these guys. as far as like getting them prepared uh, to pay attention to details of the game. So not only their tools, but they pay attention. They break down pitchers. Uh, they, they talk about uh, the importance of defense. Uh, they go hard on base running, what we've done, our drills. Uh, so it, it's been, I've been very impressed about every single one of them. I mean, you, Alan, uh, from the pitching side, Alan, uh, Renteria, um, you know, our, uh, we haven't seen McGill yet. Uh, he hasn't, he hasn't thrown his side yet, but the position players, Beatty, Alvarez, uh, Nick Mayer, Beatty, uh, I said Beatty already, uh, uh Mauricio, um, Crow Armstrong, uh, Bientos, um, those guys look great. The Mets will have a light workout on Sunday, and then their exhibition opener against the Marlins is Monday. Right-hander Harold Gonzalez will start. Sean Reed Foley is also going to see some action, and there'll be several other pitchers as well. Tuesday starter will be Jordan Yamamoto. That's it for now. Tune in tomorrow for another Mets Spring Training Podcast. I'm Ed Coleman. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.